don't disregard that. That's just one minute in. Oh, well, thank you. All right. Welcome to Grace Unfolding. My name is Jonathan Buckley. I'm here with Pastor Troy Albee, and we are going to continue our previous discussion on evangelism, defending our faith, apologetics, and uh, kind of what that looks like in the lives yeah. of, of the believer. Yeah. Yeah, we are going to you know revisit some of the the whys and uh, the wheres and the whats, but also the how, you know, the practical stuff of how we articulate and defend uh, our faith. And so, uh, this has already had two segments. You're probably going to want to go back and listen uh, if you haven't. Gold stars. We're handing out gold stars today for people. Thank you for listening. Real gold. Um, and uh, not not real gold, but you know, I mean, you, it's like a sticker at school. You know, you can wear it with pride. It's just it's just imaginary. But especially for those who listen to the ones on sharing our faith, and maybe this is already you're on the cusp of just uh, putting it into action, making application. Um, you know, expressing your faith uh, in a way that's going to bring other people joy in you too. So. Um, yeah, why don't you talk to to folks about what are some of the things that we've already um, maybe covered, John? Yeah, so we've um, we've already went over um, you know why kind of we share our faith and and um, those motivations, yeah, the motivations. Um, part of it was we talked about in obedience and not a bad obedience, right? God God wants us to share Him with others and yeah. and um, at, and ask us to do so. So part of that is is an obedience and and, and obviously um, part of it and a major part of it should be our desire to see other people um, come to know Jesus. So yeah. uh, obedience um, are are innate desire to see other people uh, come to a uh, faith. And um, so we've talked about some of the motivations for, for sharing our faith, that kind of thing. I think that, you know, I would just, this isn't really necessarily adding anything new, but maybe a, a reminder is that one of the reasons that we talk about Jesus is just our own personal joy. Yes, there is that motivation of obedience, um, the duty of the Christian, the responsibility, but also the opportunity. The duty is Matthew twenty eight eighteen and following when Jesus is about to ascend, he's resurrected, and he gives us the Great Commission. So it's explicit that we are the messengers, we are the witnesses, we are the ambassadors, and he has given us power to go and share that. Um, but in our walk with people and our walk with Christ, you know, spiritually, you know, vertically, horizontally, relationally, that we are, you know, we're encountering people who need hope. I mean, Jonathan, you talked about it, I think, in our last episode. When you see people who are miserable, they don't have answers. They're chasing meaning and purpose, and they might be chasing any number of things, to material, shallow, physical things to try to bring meaning and purpose to a life that's somewhat in bondage um, because they, they're, they're just grasping at sin and, and, and not God. And our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God, like Augustine said. Um, so, you know, part of that is we experience joy in sharing the gospel with people regardless of whether they see the extent of their need. Because once they do meet Jesus, it's like anything, right, John? I mean, John, what are you what are you passionate about? What what are you sharing with people? Yeah, um, I'm passionate about like outside of my faith. Yeah, of course. I mean, like we 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 all have something, right? We're, we're, Sports. We're, yeah, there's there's a team that we're into. There's there's a story. Um, there's a movie. There's you know there are things that we commend to people because we've cherished them and enjoyed them, and we enjoy them not less but more. By sharing. Does that make sense? Not just like, hey, here's a great restaurant, but actually, um, you know, engaging people in the things that we have found, you know, satisfying. Yeah, and and I I think that, like, I feel like we've, like, um, 
like we're we're pretty comfortable sharing like like what you asked me what what do I what do I share with other people like if I'm if I go up to somebody and I talk about my favorite sports team or um or you know um dieting or whatever else like we're pretty comfortable there's there's no problems there right like you're just talking having a normal conversation but we've um we've kind of convinced ourselves or at least I've convinced myself that sharing something you know about my religious faith is like kind of an area that is a little bit off limits and an area that is um even though it's you know it's not only you know the you know what I believe but it's something I'm interested in so like I don't know. We've kind of sequestered that area of um, yeah. re- religion, right? We've we said, okay, you know, even that. more so Jesus, even more can, so specifically, you know, yes, Christ. You can talk about spirituality, faith, God, and then when you kind of broach into that that specificity about the unique, right, you're very right about that. You can you can easily mm-hmm. say, you know, something along the lines of like, um, I was praying for you, or. Or, um, you know, um, you know what, uh, you could just say God, but the second you get really specific about Jesus, it does, yeah, yeah, why do you think that is? Well, he's a divisive character, if we're really dealing with the true Jesus. If you have a fabricated Jesus that's, you know, a servant of my own sentiments and um, and my own personal interest, then, yeah, I mean, it's a truncated false Jesus. But if you're taking the Jesus of the New Testament, inevitably, he's going to say, he does say things that... But do you do you think it, do you think it's the the you know the ordinary unbeliever right? Say you encounter somebody that you know from your kid's sports team or or from um, wherever. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that person sees Jesus as a divisive figure? Uh, no, not necessarily. But they do find him to be a threat. Um, and here's why: because he does. I mean, he does command. Uh, our attention, our allegiance, our affections. When you really get into the things that he say, he says that are so bold. We have this this strange sense that Jesus, you know, Jesus is good, but also Jesus is Lord, and he wants he wants my life. <laughs> like I can I can't just keep Jesus at a distance uh, like a fairy. Yeah, but I, oh, but let me I, put him in my pocket and get him out. But I think a lot of people realize that Jesus calls us to greatness and and to 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 really difficult things. Yeah. I, there's a, there's a sne- sneaking suspicion. I mean, we don't want to be encountering the real God because you know it, it, it's it's um, it, it can be it it can be uncomfortable, but it might be life changing. It might be liberating. I mean, it, it's it's humbling, but humility is not a path to 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 misery. Humility is sometimes the greatest path to exaltation. The Bible says and and joy. Well, me and you might know that. Yeah, well, we do. Yeah, we we have seen. But that. I'm trying to figure out like the 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 typical New Englander, right? You you encounter up here, and you mentioned Jesus in particular. What do you think that they're thinking? I don't think that because what I'm what I'm trying to get at is they they know very little about the Jesus that that uh, of the Bible. So, okay. So yeah. what I'm kind of trying to get at is that I don't think they see him as a threat. I don't think they see him. I think it's just like, you know, this you know Southern. Uh, evangelicals coming at me with his specific, yeah. with his very I specific. Think what, I think what you're touching upon is that obviously there's a flavor, a sense of who Jesus is that people develop an impression based off of Jesus's followers or Jesus's so-called followers, right? So yes, I think I think that's where. Um, I think that's where you have to kind of press the question from time to time is. 
if you're being a good listener, right? Like if you're engaging, you've built relationships, you've built trust, you've built a context with another person, and you can ask them tough questions. Like even even going back to your point about what's taboo, right, John? You're like, oh well, we know that that's kind of off limits, and we don't talk about religion and politics. And you're like, well, if you if you have a if you have a friendship with someone, you could say, hey, listen. I know that typically we find ourselves avoiding topics of religion and, and, and spirituality, but can I – that's kind of stating the obvious, right? Uh, but, hey, I feel like we're, we're, we're close enough that I can be a little bit vulnerable with you. Can I share with you about how Jesus has impacted my life, right? I don't think people are closed off to that. I mean, they they they, they very well maybe, yeah. but then one of the we're going to talk here in a second a little bit about some do's and don'ts of evangelism, but one of those would be is do be a good listener. So when you when you sense that Jesus has changed the tone, you could ask someone, "Hey, listen, it it sounds you know, have you had negative?" encounters with followers of Jesus. That's a great idea, actually. Uh, sometimes you don't even see it coming, and, and, and you'll, you'll encounter someone who's really vulnerable, transparent. Hey, this is what I've got. This is my beef with, with, with what I think Jesus is or what I've found in some of the Christians or the church. Or, and then you just genuinely listen. Now, right, and 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 that could help in in many ways because, say for example, you don't you know ask that question and you go into it and you give them you know, a, a gospel presentation right or you tell them about Jesus in in their head the whole time they could be very well thinking about that that um, that video they saw on YouTube of somebody street preaching you know bashing uh, somebody bashing or, somebody yeah. over the head with Jesus so so it's that's a great way to kind of clear the air is by asking. You know about that. Yeah, and then you can follow it up with, "Hey, can I can I share with you how I've personally discovered Jesus in the New Testament, in His own words, and in my own experiences and my own life?" Now, that being a listener sometimes is is a huge platform, a huge avenue, um, and I think a great example, one example of that recently, uh, a couple weeks ago, I you know I, I help with this ski club with our kids, and we got to the counter, and I'm I'm working the details out for the kids' lessons at the ski place up in New Hampshire, and this gal Rosie behind the counter, who who I you know had just met, um, I think once the week before briefly, she heard someone refer to me as Pastor Troy. And she goes, oh, wait a second, you're a pastor. <laughs> I'm like, Usually I want to duck, you know, when that happens. But I, I said, yeah, actually I am. I'm, I'm, I, more importantly, I said, I'm a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I got something to tell you. She's like, you won't believe what happened. My daughter and I, I think she's a single parent. She's, my daughter and I, we went to this church in New Hampshire, and we were having a great time, and we, we built relationships, and we were getting involved. And then the pastor of that church came to me one day because he found out that I was a Democrat, and he'd lamb blasted me and told me that I was involved with the devil's work. Oof. Isn't that horrible? It's horrible. So it was my opportunity to kind of say, hey, listen, Rosie, I am so glad that you shared that with me. I really appreciate that. You know, you, you tell me that. And, and I can't speak for this person, and I can't even speak for, for Jesus. But on behalf of him, in one sense, I am so sorry that you encountered that. That, that, is so, that is so out of line. You had a sense that something was wrong with that. 
I have a sense that something's wrong with that because there's there really is. Um, I mean, obviously, there's nothing in the Bible that says it. <laughs> it doesn't delineate which political party you should be supporting in, in any given. Well, moment. yeah, it's just you're just you're just you're just dealing in the totally wrong realm of battles, um, picking the wrong fights and uh, and chasing the wrong agenda. That's not the, that's the kingdom of God is not trying to advance, you know, a, a particular political party in America. <laughs> Anyway, that's um, a good example, though, because her her understanding of um, who Jesus is is tied into that pastor coming her way. It is. It is. That's an example of one of those negative experiences, maybe. So does this mean that evangelism is easy, John? No, it does not. Yeah, it's not. And we talked about that on previous episodes. There are challenges. There's insecurities that we face. There are... Um, yeah. You know, there's there's there are a lot of challenges. Um, does it mean it's worth doing or not doing? I, I still think it's worth, um, you know, trying. I, I, a lot of times, I think that there's just this looming intimidation, and sometimes you you do find that there's um, joy and fruit, and um, there, there's something that's life giving to um, engaging someone in a conversation or, or inviting them to consider Jesus, or just dropping a verse. Right when you're you're talking to someone, that's a, that's at a very very practical level where you're weaving yes, in agreed weaving in God's word. You could say, hey, this morning someone says, you know, you're having a conversation. They they express frustration, or maybe they're even feeling de- depressed or despondent. And you could say, hey, it sounds like you're someone who needs some hope. Just that observation could be a tremendous gateway into uh, a conversation. But you could easily at that point say. You know what? I'm studying God's word this morning in the Psalms, and this gave me hope. This particular verse, this expression, this is from the Bible. Who knows where that could go? So, yeah. All right. So we've been talking about evangelism here in this episode. Um, Pastor Troy, question for you: Is there a wrong way to do evangelism? <laughs> well, I, the only wrong way that I can think of to do evangelism is by not doing evangelism. <laughs> um, you know, there's people that can be critical of approaches and strategies, but really, the the the, the wrong way is just to neglect it, to to overlook it, to to avoid it. Um, that would be the wrong way of doing um, evangelism. Yeah, and so. Um, when, when you're talking about evangelism, it might be helpful if we kind of think ourselves up a definition of evangelism. Yeah. Yeah, before I talk about a, a, a good working definition, I just want to acknowledge that there definitely are layers to evangelism. And, and by layers, I mean there, there might be a progression. Not every time are we, you know, unpacking a full, robust argument for, you know, Jesus and Christianity. Okay, now respond to that. Right, right. So sometimes it's you're you're just the presence. Evangelism is kind of the preliminary. You're building relationships and trust. You're expressing love and mercy. You're living hopefully a life that is distinct, right? That you're you're living a life that demonstrates holiness and 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 goodness and justice and virtue, and people observe that about you, right? They're, well, they're, like, right, and like kind of what you're saying is that that's kind of layer one or first, you know, not that it's this methodical, but that's kind of layer one or first step. But then you eventually do have to actually get into your, you know, yeah. what is the gospel? Who is Jesus? It's kind of talking about that St. Francis of Assisi quote where it's like we didn't agree with it. We mentioned that in the previous episode. So, but you're saying there's layers. Yeah, words are necessary. Words are necessary. And, 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 and so are our deeds. Um, you know, to bring some of the illustration 
to, to bear. But the words are necessary. And so, yeah, there does come a point when we're trying to do not just presence evangelism, but persuasion evangelism. You're, you are trying to show people that we as humans are sinners and Jesus is the offer, the free offer of the gospel. Um, so we're, we're trying to get to that, to that place. Now, a good definition that I've used um, previously for, you know, what is successful evangelism? Successful evangelism is simply sharing the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. Mm. Does that make sense? So in other like words, just to lot. kind of pull it apart, um, you are expressing the gospel, which is both bad news and good news, bad news about our condition and the fact that we cannot fix ourselves, that we are sinners, good news about what Jesus has done to address that so we could be reconciled and at peace with God, um, and then, uh, you know, doing that, you know, with, with God's Spirit, you know, in, in submission to God's Spirit and in and, and hopes that God's Spirit is, is working, and then just leaving the results to Him. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just a salesman. I, I'm not, you know, I, Whoa. I, Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here talking to somebody who is a medical device salesman. Um, obviously you're persuaded of how good the product is. Yeah. Right. You're, you, you know, you're, you're offering something that you have a great, a, a great deal of confidence in. And it would be very difficult if I, if I wasn't persuaded of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about being a Christian is, you can be transparent. Be like, listen, I've got my doubts about God. There's some things that are mysterious to me. Hey, being a Christian ain't easy. <laughs> you know, there's there there are things that we can be transparent about. Be like, it's it's tough for me to follow Jesus. I'm still messed up. I'm I'm still a sinner. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, and that, that's very being transparent. Like you said, is is it's liberating in the sense it's it's totally, totally. But so we all so we we I think we have some verses here that we kind of want to share and, uh, and yeah as far as like how scripture talks about evangelism and maybe you have some things written down as well yeah I think Romans ten is the free off, part of the free offer of the gospel right so going back to the definition it's it is communicating the gospel that could be in a in a letter that you write to someone a phone conversation an email. And, and a one-to-one conversation, it could be in front of a small group or other family members where we are talking about the person and work of Jesus. We're offering, it's the free offer of the gospel. It's an, it's an invitation to consider Jesus. And Romans 10 says that everyone who calls, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, that's hope. That's the free offer of the gospel. So we're, we're presenting it to them. We're putting the ball in their court. So that they can respond to that free offer um, of, of of the gospel. Um, another reason, and I think I've definitely referenced this already, is First Peter three, when he says in verse fifteen, "But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness um, and respect." So there's even a kind of a practical piece. Like there's a there's a moral imperative that we should be doing this. I mean, in Philemon 6, it says, I pray that you will be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding. So it's actually about, you know, us growing in, in, our, in our relationship with God while we're talking to people about that relationship um, with, with God the Son and God the Spirit and God the Father. 
Yeah, I think that's good. Um, there are a couple of good verses we can keep in mind as we continue this conversation. The um, how about we've been talking about you know um, ways we practice our evangelism. Do you, Troy? Do you have like a any do's or don'ts when you engage in evangelism? Yeah, I mean, a first step, even even before you think about ways to go about that. One one step would be I think it's really important that we are just sharing our testimony, our story, right? So we're we're talking about my life without God, the hope that he's brought, why you're following Jesus. That that's that's pretty that's pretty profound. Your personal story. People can't really, you know, object to that because, you know, it's your observation, it's you it's it's your encounter, it's your history. But it's it's not just your history, it's his story. Um it's his history working in and through um, you know, y- you um, and, and appreciating that. One, one other thing I would say is a great way to ex- to express the gospel is to invite people to read um, the book of of Luke. Let's say that is a gospel account. You could say, hey, at my church, uh, the pastor is preaching through the gospel of Luke. I've been studying this. Would you like to study it with me? And there's actually a little booklet. It's a paperback. Uh, this is one of, of a few different resources that I'll touch upon. Um, it's it's by Matthias Media called The Essential Jesus. And l- literally all it is is a paperback copy for like $3. You can buy it of the gospel of Luke. And I keep a stack of those uh, in my office and oftentimes in my backpack, and I give it to people. In the end, it has a presentation of the gospel and how to respond. But really, it's just like you're, you're, you're putting it in front of people. Hey, read this with me. Let's have coffee in a week. I'd love to hear your observations. So there's, there's an invitation, right? Um, there, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a practical you know, way for someone to encounter the gospel. Um, Helpful do's and don'ts. This, this is kind of the practical tips on, on, on sharing the gospel. Is w- One, I would say, is you, you do need to pray. That goes back to the definition of successful evangelism because we're doing it, we hope, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not, not just in our methodologies or our, you know, the, our words perfectly strung. No, they don't have to be perfectly strung together. You, you could be fumbling. You could be tripping over yourself. You could be anxious. You could be concerned. Um, for how you you're coming across and self-conscious and all those other things, it doesn't detract from a successful. Correct. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. Again, like your job, my job as a follower of Jesus is is it's kind of like our, our prayer life sometimes, right? It's not. It's a lot of the, a lot of the time my prayer life is is bumbling and stumbling and, and trying to figure out what I what I'm trying to even say to God. Yeah, and the heavenly Father is just glad to hear from his children. Right. So. Um, so taking that initial step, you know, I know that we can be, it's unsettling and you can be um, second guessing yourself and, um, you know, a bit a bit insecure, anxious, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be effective, that you're, 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 you're taking steps of faith and you're leaving the results, like the definition says, you're leaving the results to God. God, what do you want to do with this? Um, a couple of, a couple other pointers. I, I think we should be... Um, Keeping it simple, um, we do need to do it with a, a spirit of love. If you find that the, the the tenor and the the course of the conversation is getting personal and intense, it's usually you know good to t- just step it back. Sometimes it's worth stating the obvious, like, "Hey, look, I, I I'm I'm 
I sense that maybe I've offended you in some way. Um, or if you if you find yourself tracking towards your own personal defensiveness, like you're you're making it about you and you're saying, oh, well, now they're stepping into the realm of my politics or my denomination or, you know, my personal views on something. Listen, the, the issues that people have aren't, aren't typically with you. They may have some issues with followers of Christ. They may have some issues with, you know, Christian beliefs. But at the end of the day, their issue is with Jesus. <laughs> so often, their issue is with the truth of, 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 of that. So I, I don't want to get it, I, you know, it, it may get intense at times, but I don't want it to get escalated. And, and then I find myself pulling attention away from Jesus because I'm, I'm getting emotional. And I'm getting I'm getting worked up and defensive. Yeah, does, yeah. does that make sense? So there's there's a couple of do's and don'ts. Maybe you could, uh, I'm, Jonathan. You have I mean, re- literally right off of what you just said, uh, because I wrote down some some ways, and because I if, if you, I don't know if I mentioned in a previous episode, but a part of my college life was in I started an apologetics club at my at my campus. So like, evangelism and apologetics are two different things. But there's obviously a lot of overlap in there, and so like what I what one of part of what I learned from that experience, and, and I wrote this down before recording this or before recording this here, is that like don't this is not an argument, this is not a I I I put my ideas forth and you put your ideas forth, and there's a winner one one of the two of us are gonna win this this situation right yeah and so like that's not what this is about. And like, and that's an important thing. Once, once you, you know, when you're dealing with an unbelieving world and, and people, you know, sometimes you will get in the situation where you're sharing your faith and, and people will be arguing with you. So, but but this is ultimately not an argument. This is this is this is um, sharing your faith and 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 trying to love on other people, not um, win. Yeah, right? and it doesn't mean that we don't we don't speak truth because that's exactly the nature of our Savior. You know, John one, a man full of grace and truth. Truth. So we, it doesn't mean that we would we would withdraw from speaking the truth, but we're doing it in a way that's seasoned and characterized with love. And that goes back to one of the verses that I said in First Peter that we should do it with gentleness and respect. Correct. Um, that, that, that doesn't mean that you might not get into you know I, I, even a, even a disagreement. I, I, you know you're conflicted. Right. But is the nature of the com- what is the nature of the conversation? Yeah. And then we're, we're trying to figure out is it an argument or is it not an argument? Yeah. And at the end. If they don't, if they're unpersuaded and and uh, they don't feel like you are going to be awkward, you're going to reject them. That you don't want to talk to them. That you're going to distance yourself. That's cancel culture, right? That's nice. like I don't look, I don't like what you said, and it disagrees, and it you know, it offends me, and so now I'm going to write you off, and 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 I'm going to demonize you and, and and distance myself from you. Christians, we should be like the people who speak with civility and humility in such a way that. People come back, and we we're not awkward. We're gonna keep loving, and and we're we're not compromised on the truth. We're just we're not we're not capitalized on, uh, you know that was you know that that was one of my problems. It's been a long-standing problem. I'm a confrontational person, and I do want to argue from time to time. And that and and then sometimes that that intensity, people mistaken it for you know I'm just trying to you know prove them wrong and make myself look good. I, that you're making it about sometimes. You. Well, sometimes we are doing that. Yeah, in our in our sin. Yeah, we can in our sin and unbelief. So, Lord have mercy, you know, guide us into more um, humility. I do think that, going back to some do's and don'ts, that it's good to ask questions. Um, Questions that are good for for discussion, 
um, for prompting a, a dialogue about Jesus and the gospel? Questions like, what do you do with your guilt and shame? Um, a question that I've asked a lot of people in the South Shore is, do you believe that God loves you? I, I mean, I get people to say, huh, I had thought about that recently. I, I'd like to think he loves me. I've done a lot of good things in life. I've done a lot of bad things. I hope the good things outweigh the bad things. I've heard answers like that. Or, hey, I know I'm, you know, I, I'd like to think so. Because <laughs> I'm a lot better than so-and-so down the street or so-and-so at my workplace because they're, 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 they're a bad person. And I'm a basically good person. And then questions like that you're really listening for an answer. Have you ever considered the possibility that you're wrong? <laughs> like, like, what if some of the things that we've been assuming and working off of our whole life are actually not true? Like, how important is truth to you? It, it, like, what would you do with with truth if it if it confronted you in such a way that made you feel um, uncomfortable? Again, going back to some of the questions, though. Have you encountered people who are followers of Jesus that have turned you right, off? Right. Have you Have you been... You know, I, what, what's your negative? You know, what's what's I think, been said? Yeah, and I think asking questions helps uh, in in our um, in our pursuit here. Uh, kind of what we just talked about and making it an argument. Asking questions actually helps um, helps us not get in the habit of making this about us or our tribe or our. Um, so asking people questions regarding their history with, like you said, Christians or with, does, with, you know, does God, do you think God loves you? Those are questions that, um, will turn the conversation back to them. Yeah. And asking questions that are beneath the surface, like where is your hope? No, 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 not, not, not that hope that you're going to get the promotion or you hope that there's enough money in your retirement, but the kind of questions of hope that say on the dark days when you have all the circumstances of life are aligned and yet you're still searching for something. Do you ever have that? Do you ever have the moment where you, you wonder there's got to be something more? How do I make sense of the world? What is, you know, questions, you know, deeper questions of meaning and significance um, in life, if you ever just wondered, am, am I am I chasing the wrong thing? Because you meet celebrities all the time you, that will testify they've reached the the quote unquote pinnacle of their, you know, their their dreams and aspirations in career, or, you know, fill the blank with with money and prestige and the praise of people, and and then they realize one one guy I saw interviewed, he said, I realized I was climbing this ladder and climbing this ladder, and he's just all this ambition and heart he poured into, it. and he said, I realized I was leaned up against the wrong building. You get to the top, and you realize you're leaned against the wrong thing. What, what do you? What do you? What are we climbing after? So, if you ask enough of those questions about people and really listen, then there is a there's there there there's a high likelihood that there's a reciprocity. That people say, "Oh, well, what about you?" Right. The bees are, hey yeah. John. Hey John. What then? Tell me what it is for you, John. What is your hope? Well, right. My hope is God. Not 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 just God. You know, j- the person of Jesus is my hope. Um, so yeah, those are, those are a few, I think that, uh, you know, praying for God to present opportunities, praying for God to soften hearts, praying for God to go ahead of us, um, praying for God to be stirring in, um, in, in others and giving us some divine appointments, praying for God to give us the boldness to see it and to seize that opportunity, um, when it presents, um, itself, um, those are those are a, a few others. We've talked about asking questions, being attentive and patient and gentle, um, and trying to discern um, some of those things. Th- th- those are all those are all important. 
All right, very good. So we've kind of entered into the realm of apologetics here uh, towards the end of this, and we've kind of um, we've already talked about the kind of the do's and don'ts um, a little bit of of evangelism, the practical. The practical uh, of practical uh, elements of evangelism, so I think this is a good spot for us to wrap up this episode because I want we want to get into the apologetics and and ways of defending our faith, but we're gonna wait till the next episode. So why don't we do a, a, a stop here and um, and do write in, folks, if you got questions, you know that you anticipate when you are in, engaging people in a conversation about Jesus and the gospel. What are some of those questions, um, and how and how do we respond? Yes, I mean the feedback's been fantastic. We 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 always want to have you know the church's voice when we're doing this uh these episodes so write in thanks for uh, listening thank you for listening this has been grace unfolding episode eight and um i'm jonathan buckley and here with troy Alby. thanks thanks guys god bless have a great day